go ahead and go right now oh man go read her in welcome back to a very special episode of my mom thinks you're dumb episode three of a special part series we're doing here about meaning of life and so much more with the groundhog day movie we're taking a deep dive week after week after week after week after week after week after week continuously for 52 of those things that i just said we're sadists, folks. Uh, no, we're actually not. We're we're normal human beings. We're just we're doing a deep dive, right? I mean, guys. Yeah, we're we're peeling back the layers of the genius of Groundhog Day. I think that's an apt uh, comparison because it's it, every time I peel a layer, it makes me cry. Yeah, a little bit. It's like chopping um, onions. Jason, what do you say? <clears throat> Uh, yeah, I, I have a confession. Um, I almost didn't watch it this week. <laughs> I did watch it, but this was way harder to hit the play button on than the last, the first time. Let me just remind our listening audience that we are in week two. <laughs> of 50, a 50, more to go. 50 more. We're not going to, you know, we're in a 52 week, uh, Spiral, you might say. <laughs> I, I say a fifty-two week tight ty- typhoon of of wisdom and, and joy. I also I have another confession. Gosh, <laughs> your first confession was so hard to take, <laughs> and yet I agree so much. This one's just on me. Um, I didn't realize until today that both the main character and the groundhog are named Phil. <laughs> if I, I just noticed that today. Really? Yeah. And it's, it's crazy because they say it, there's like four different points where it's like a joke in the film and I just never clicked. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of what, what kind of confused me about why you didn't. And well, to be honest, it, it's almost like Phil Connors, uh, Bill Murray's character, does realize that on the very first day when he says, does Phil feel lucky? Yeah. Right. I I don't know. It's kind of a weird way he takes in the whole, um, well, let's not get into the movie guys. Well, let's talk about each other. Come on. Anything to talk about life outside this movie. Right. I mean, I spent four nights watching this movie. Um, three of those nights I went to sleep, loved it and had weird, I had weird dreams. I had, I had, I'm not happy about my dreams. I normally don't dream, but, uh, I was not that fortunate this week. Um, three times went to sleep. The fourth time I forced myself to watch this movie and made it through the entire thing. Um, what, how do you do it? How do you? If I fell asleep watching this, I don't think I could restart it. 
You'd have to pick it up where you left off. I don't. I don't know that I would even do that. <laughs> I did it. Well, I believe in honor. I believe in honor. You watched the whole movie. Like, I'm sorry. At what? what point do we consider you watching the whole movie? Oh, I I pray it's at 57 minutes because that's for some reason when <laughs> it turns dark. I can't. I'm and I'm and mentally like thinking about it. I'm excited about it, but. I know that after the darkness is just the perfect day and and it's all downhill from 50 it's all downhill at the 57 minute mark and my men, I mentally check out there. So the first 57 minutes of this film to me are the film because I've seen it so many times. I have kind of gone back on thinking that uh, Andy McDowell is the bad guy. I've kind of walked that back. I just love that you called her Andy McDowell. Yeah, I didn't want to be mean again. I felt bad. I was actually doing the exact same joke that Bill Murray does to his co-host at the beginning when he calls her hairdo. Yeah. That was calling Andy McDowell forehead. Well, she does have a large forehead. Let's let's not let her off the hook completely. Okay. She's got a tiny little face on a normal sized head. Before we get into the categories. Yeah, she she does have those beat. And I think I think Phil uh, I think Phil uh, Connors. Let's just call Bill Murray Phil Connors from now. Uh, Phil Connors. I think he does uh, call her out on her beating little eyes, mm-hmm. right? About her doing the the Mitch Monk impersonation. Yeah, yeah. And he pretty much uh, finds finds all her flaws and really hammers them down. Um, all right. So before we get into the categories, I just want to hit you guys with the biggest news flash. I got from this watch the seventh time. Um, watch the seven times. Just feel like that's necessary mentioning. Um, the bartender does have a reflection. The guy that's responsible for all this, he does have a reflection. I was pretty sure upon my first three watches that he does not actually have a reflection. And yet he does have a reflection. I confirmed it four times this watching this week. Um, he does have a reflection, guys. That doesn't mean that he's not in charge of it all. Of course, he is, in my opinion. But he does, in fact, have a reflection. So, with that being said, six minutes in, BG Walk. Walk us through those categories, bro. <clears throat> all right. So, we have Walk Towards the Light, which is Dark Period. Uh, anything new that we didn't pick up on last time, what are we looking for the most? Which is to say things we didn't get uh, the last time. Errors, meaning of life insights. Who determines when Bill Murray, when Phil Connors can move on? Background spotlight and different take. Those are our categories. And I'm going to be honest. I have a totally new who is responsible for this week. And I'm coming out of left field with this one. But hear me out. Hold on. We're jumping to what category number is this one? I don't even know. It's It's the one that. We've descended into chaos in episode two. 
My, I mean, you just enlisted the order of, and then I you're like, know. I don't listen to this, guys. I'm going to number six right here off the bat. I know I just read a list of like certain rules, but screw Excellent. the idea of society. I mean, this is a civilization, BG. We can't let Groundhog Day tear everything asunder. It actually is number six. I'm just getting excited about it because of my 4 a.m. Sunday morning viewing. Wow! I had to be. <laughs> that's okay. how you. That's how you watch it because you get all right. all right. No, you buried you buried the lead big time. You buried the lead big time. Let's get into the guys. How was your watch category? Uh, BG, I think you take the cake. Guys, how was your watch? BG, a four a.m. on a Sunday. I get up every day at four a.m. That's a problem. You got to get the day started, man. You don't have to, actually. Well, I have to. I, I just can't help it. Some days no. it's three thirty. Some days I get up at three thirty. Oh, all right. Let's not, let's not attack. Let's not attack. You know, attacking the day with enthusiasm on the mankind, literally. But to get up at four a.m. and greet the world and greet civilization and everything with with Groundhog Day. Every day. Sometimes I get up at 4.45, but most of the time it's 4 o'clock. I'm not saying that's bad. It's bad. I'm saying. It's, it would be, t- yeah, it doesn't make much sense. It's so dark. <laughs> it's so dark, man. I have chickens. They haven't even thought about stirring at 4 a.m. Um, <laughs> the rooster's like, bitch, y'all be quiet. I- I'm sorry I said that. Uh-oh. Edit. Oh, God. Family pod. Very sorry about that. Bitch means a female dog. All right, so um, now you've said it twice. Yep, but with the definition behind it. So take that, Webster's. Dang it! <laughs> All right, very sorry, guys. Um, but really, like it's so early. But let's get past that to greet the Reaper when he's still visiting people out at four a.m. and then to watch Groundhog Day. Yeah. How was your day? How was your day after it? I got to be honest. It took me a little while to get past it. You know, you can get in such a... When you're watching Bill Murray like commit suicide, when you're watching Phil Connors commit suicide 20 different ways and get slapped, montage of slapping and all that, you know, you kind of empathize with that and... Uh, it can change the trajectory of your day for a little bit, but then, you know, eventually I'll just think about him driving around with the groundhog, not driving off a cliff, but, you know, when he's telling him not to drive angry, that's one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie. And that's a great scene. Hold I up. I love it. All right, Jason, how was your watch? Uh, <clears throat> uneventful. I mean, I just watched it uh, a couple hours ago. So, I, wow, you do the day I've watched. Back to back, okay. Yeah, it spaces it out as much as possible. Yeah, you give you give yourself the the a maximum amount of time. Um, again, I watched it four times, so great. Um, every time this is the greatest movie ever. Um, I really wish we could have watched uh, What About Bob or Caddyshack, any of them, but we went back to the the uh, Thinkwell. I'm just gonna jump right into it, guys. Uh, category one. Walk towards the light. What is your walk towards the light? 
I'm going to say this. I'm not sure Phil could have redeemed himself after that first day. That gave me a reason to walk towards the light because if you can come back from being a total jerk that first day, I mean, he, he says like, uh, we're not going to, I'm not, I don't want to go to the dinner. I'll just go back to my hotel room. And she's like, okay, fine. Like she doesn't, she's completely written him off after that first day. And that's the only day that really matters. Right. That's yeah. my walk from the light. He came back from totally being a horse's uh, hind parts. Totally family pod. Love you guys. Sorry I said that uh, female dog term again. Harold, you're not having to cut anything, okay? We'll be done in 28 minutes. <laughs> or 18 minutes. 18 minutes. Okay, Jason, go ahead. Walk through the light. I tell you, the one thing I noticed was <clears throat> going back to the homeless man that he tries to save later in the movie. He, he interacts with him at the beginning several times, and every time he walks by him, he pats his pocket like he has no cash in his pocket. But then you find out on like the, you know, one of the days later that he, every time he had walked past him, he actually had a roll of cash in that pocket that he padded every time. And then he finally gives him some that one day once he has. And the the eyes, right? The eyes. He's, he's real like, I'm not going to make eye contact with you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Those first couple, three days, those first couple, three days, he's not making eye contact with it. Cause I mean, it's hard to say, like, look a guy in the eye and say like, you know what? I don't care about you. I mean, that's think about, think about this too. He had a thousand dollars cash for the piano teacher, and it's not like you know, now well, well, hold on. go to an he might, he might have gotten that from a oh, shoot armored truck. Was it good? Hey there, it's not Olaf. What did he say? Picture, hey, picture, oh, picture. the, the security. <laughs> I gotta look back at last week's notes. Fix your top there, Alice. Gus. Gut? No, it's not Gus. What is it? It's Doris. Is the Doris? Doris? Doris. Fix your top there, Doris. What is this guy's name? Felix. Felix. It's Felix. Felix. With a not smart look on your face. (laughs) Oh, Felix. And he goes and buys that Mercedes. And yeah. wait, what? What's his? What's his uh, partner's name? He says, "Hey, Felix, did I have two bags?" Uh, I'm sure he's unnamed. We got to get into the IMDb of this. Maybe. What's your walk to the light? The fact that he has a thousand dollars in his pocket? No, no, no. He calls the the B and B owner, mom. He says, "Oh, you want water today, mom." I have that in my notes. I thought I overanalyzed the 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 yeah. pops dad. And it turns out um, I didn't. I didn't. Exactly. Ties the, mom, the mom thing still applies. Yep. Themes. Major themes. All right. Two. Anything new? What did you notice that was new? Ooh, I noticed the clouds opening the film. That make you feel like maybe heaven, but also okay, maybe kind of the weather. I watched it seven times, so... Uh, so I have a couple new things and they actually kind of tie into some of the later. Did you uh, notice the clouds? Did you notice clouds though? Because I'm going to my ears. At the beginning, does it make you think of heaven or the weather? Uh, n- neither. Okay, good, good, good. Go ahead. You're, you're. So I've, I noticed 
two errors in this movie. We're not on the errors. That's a whole different category. It's a new thing I noticed. If it's a new error, then you save it. What did you notice new that wasn't an error? Because again, I'm not going to be on this podcast talking about Harold Ramis. He's dead, Jason. <laughs> you you want to go after a ghost? He's a Ghostbuster. Tell me, yeah, he'll bust, he'll bust your ass. That ghost wrote itself. Dadgummit. <laughs> You're talking about the donkey. It's a, it's biblical. Come on. He will bust your donkey, <laughs> and he'll let, he'll let you ride that donkey, donkey. Um, Jason, tell me yeah. your new, new. It didn't matter if it's an error. I want to hear your new. How dare me? I'll step back. Go ahead. Well. Are you telling me to go ahead and go with, with the errors or no? Go ahead and go. Let your freak fight like let your that's probably an edit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Let your I'd, freak flag fly. What's your sound guy's name? Harold. Aaron Harold. Aaron? Aaron. Aaron. If you say Aaron, you're wrong. It's Aaron. Aaron. Like Moses' brother. He's got two A's? Yep. Ugh. Those people are the worst. No, you know where he is in the alphabet, though, right? Right up at the front. Yeah, if everybody had got a yellow pages, come on. Couldn't buy that kind of press. Triple A? <laughs> right on yeah. the front. Well, I guess Triple A did. Yeah. Wow. <clears throat> I never thought about that. I wonder if... Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me right now? Is AAA locksmith, AAA everything? You don't understand. I, this is my as mind blowing as realizing that the that they're both named Phil. I never thought I, of that. I don't think I've ever thought of something before you in my life. So let's just take a moment here, everybody, and realize <laughs> that Mister Perfect ACT score, Mister, uh, I can build robots and have them do stuff for me. Mr. I don't know. How much more disparaging things can I say about somebody that's smarter than me? Mr. My Jason. Go ahead. Well, all right. You ready? Yeah, I'm so excited because Ben told me he's found an error too, and I'm super excited about that. Tell me. At the beginning, he, he comes downstairs, right? He talks to the lady that runs the house. He says, I'd love some of your coffee. They chat for a second. Then he goes outside and there's a, a redheaded lady that he stops as she walks past. And he says, where's everybody going? She says, it's Groundhog's Day. And she walks off. The third day, he comes downstairs. He goes directly outside without, <laughs> without yelling or, or without talking to the old lady. And he goes out there, but the redhead is still right in front of him. She should have, he should have been out there long before she got there. Oh, okay. Wait, Ben, you mentioned something about crossing the street one time. Yeah. The timing of everything is wrong. He would have rushed out and not met the guy at the top of the stairs. There's some synchronicity, but I think Harold just jumps past it, right? Like the timing. I did some research. I'm sorry. I did some research on the movie. Is that fair? No, because I haven't watched the director's commentary. We, no, we, not that, but well, it, it, I because we discussed so much last week how long 
he was in there. Oh, well, that definitely needs to be a category. That definitely needs to be a category. There's an answer. What? There's there's an answer from well, great Harold Ramis. Oh, all right. All right. All right. All right. Does that, does that mean that, is, that it is the correct answer? No, not necessarily. And it's not super definitive, but he does give a range. I would say between 6,000 and 10, and 10,000 years. Honest, honestly, between 6,000 and 10,000 years. Yeah. Ben Walker? Two years. No, come on, really. What's your range? Two years? Yeah. You know that I've just said, I've just said six, I just said 6,000. He has eight, he has nothing to do all day. He goes and speaks for 15 minutes where they knock on the little rat's door and they bring the little rat out and ask him a question and he answers them. BG, you can say that about all of us. He has 20, if you say he has nothing to do. If you say he has nothing to do. He has 23 hours a day to do whatever the crap he nope. wants. Two he years. wakes up at 6 a.m. He wakes up at 6 a.m. Uh, yeah, Six but not go to bed until 3 a.m. at one point. At most, he gets 18 hours in that day. You have to admit that. It's math. Well, 18 hours for two years is a lot of hours. And if you're practicing piano, he threw cards in a hat for four to six hours a day. For All right. You, if you want me to lowball it, I'll say 60. At the very minimum, 50 years. At the very minimum, I'll go 50 years. I'll say very maximum is five. Wow. You're ridiculous. You want me to tell you? Yeah. So in the original script, the the intention was that he would be stuck in the same day for 10,000 years. But they got concerned that half yeah. the... Half uh, the uh, if audio listeners, if you'll go back, my original guess... Was what? six done. to ten thousand years, so that is still my high end. Go ahead. <laughs> so that was not filmed because they they realized that like a good middle portion of the movie was just going to be him completely insane, torturing and murdering everybody in the city. So they were like, "That's too dark and too much." So let's let's back that, that off. No, that definitely happened. Yeah, it did. Seen the perfect day. Yeah, Do you realize how long it would take. To create that perfect day that he does. Yeah. All, All right. right. So, so finish, finish your statement. I'm so sorry. No, Gosh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I haven't done no research. I feel like it's going to be a letdown to both of you. Nope. Huh. I'm, okay. I'm on cloud nine right now. They revised the script, and he said that the character was trapped in that day for about 10 years. That seems about right. I'd agree with that. No way. No. <laughs> I kind of agree with you, Bo. I don't think you learn to like ice sculpt and play the piano and develop perfect. a perfect day. Let's go to that. He, he doesn't just learn how to play that song, right? That was my question. You know, before you even watched it, you said, does he just learn how to play that song or does he learn how to play? 
But when he like ski bobs and I mean, I can play the music. I've got I've got it downloaded. Um, he definitely learns how to get down on that piano, right? He can tickle those ivory. And I think it's pretty pathetic on his last day that the piano teacher's like so gushing. They, they just didn't need that. They they needed that a day before. They needed so many more days. Uh, about ten thousand years worth, I think. Um, <laughs> I agree, though. I don't think ten years is enough. You're not you're not going to go run a chainsaw for six hours, learning how to carve ice, and then go play piano another six hours. Your your hands are ruined. You're not going to jack a tire. Yeah, but right. if you're doing that for two years straight, your hands are going to be used to it. You're going to be like. But he's gaining. No, he doesn't gain anything. Guys, you wake up every day with fresh hands, no calluses. What are you talking about? You're saying it's muscle memory. Just you had the brain function. You do have the muscle. You do have the muscle memory. Yeah, I agree. So it's like every day you can comp. It's like compounding interest. It's just compounding ability. You do a little bit here. The next day you do it. It's the same day, but it's really the next day. I really want to get into my notes so bad right now about this movie, but we've got more categories. Hurry up for. I got an. Oh, I already did mine something new, didn't I? Did I do something new? My something new is this. Does he take a prostitute to the movie? Yes. That's a prostitute. Several, several, for several years. One, one also adult. <laughs> Two adults, I guess. One, I guess. Uh, yeah, because he's like one adult and one, uh, like he doesn't even categorize her as a human, I think. Not on that day, but there's several years. We've, ta- we've talked about this, of course. He scratched every edge. Yeah. I mean, he knew right away that the server was gay. Yes, the flesh of the, the pleasure of the flesh is, is temporary. He's experienced all 10,000 days of that. Yeah, that was your new that he took yeah. a took a prostitute. Yeah, oh, we talked about that episode one. Like, uh, I don't think we didn't have a prostitute. I'm not sure she was a prostitute. She was just uh, wearing a maid outfit. Yep. Where did he she find a movie? She might oh, be a new lady. And she is uh, asked to call him Ringo. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Five. Where are we? What were you looking for the most? Okay. I think we looked at, I think we all agreed timeline. We were looking for how long he was in there. Remember, we added that kind of, I think we added that as a writer to our question there. Well, let's listen for the most. That would be how long was he in there? What's our official go to for how many days, how many years, Bo? What? What is it? What's your official? Forget 10, what... Yeah, when we when we've been there ten thousand years, right? Shining as the sun, we've no less days. I mean, come on, Phil Connors, baby. Um, can we talk about me wanting to see the reflection of the bartender? I, it's yeah. a little weird, but yeah, let's talk about it. Cashed it. He's in charge of this whole thing. Let's not forget that. I also in the movie Angels in the Outfield, uh, it starts with clouds in the sky. There, those are that's a motif. It's a motif of of, of cinema, um, starting with clouds, 
in the sky in the uh, opening credits. Can we go back real quick? I do have a new thing I noticed. The piano song he plays at the end, the the jazzy song, is the same song they play in Ghostbusters when they do the like montage of them doing jobs. Running I'm so glad you brought this up. Go ahead. That's it. Category next. Meaning of life inside. No, no, no. Errors. Errors. Here's my time to shine. Can I go ahead and comment on my errors? Do it. It's a Harold Ramos movie, so why look for them? Ben? All right. I did see the lady, you know, the timing issue with the lady walking across the street. Uh, Next thing I noticed, the timing with the cars. And when he's coming around the corner to the old homeless man, there's two cars behind behind him. The timing with them is messed up several times. And then finally, when they're going to hear the Pennsylvania polka and see Punxsutawney Phil, there's a lady carrying a cardboard sign that shows up every day except for one day. There's every day there. except for one day, you say. There's one day. It's kind of... I think it's one of them where he's like very insulting to uh, Larry the cameraman and all that. I think it's that day. She's nowhere to be seen with her cardboard sign. All right. What's happening? I totally know what you're talking about. And that music's playing, right? Uh-huh. Did y'all hear that music at all? Yeah. yeah. Really? Hope it, I hope it showed up on the pod because... That music's playing, right? It's so creepy when that happens. Wait, are you talking about the same scene I'm talking about? What scene? Tell me when the guy's not at the top of the stairs that morning. No, the the guy's not at the top of the stairs. All right. That's not. Yeah, it's Harold Ramos movie. It's Harold Ramos movie. There's no mistakes. I'm not going to talk about day thirty-seven. (laughs) <laughs> on this podcast, because Harold Ramos is not alive. Jason, speak softly, but know that Harold Ramos is watching. <laughs> I, I did have another mistake, I noticed. Hold on, I noticed you silently muted yourself and coughed yeah. during BG's. That kind of professionalism <laughs> is... We can't all afford a sound guy, Bo. Well, <laughs> have to do our own part. <laughs> do you have a smell guy? <laughs> no. My wafter is just in the other room. He wafts, and the last thing. Eucalyptus? I told you about vanilla. <laughs> Idiot. Get out of here. All right. I've coughed like five times, I've muted myself. I don't even know how to mute myself. That's somebody who is used to doing virtual meetings because I yeah. wouldn't even have thought of it. I do them all day, every day. Yeah, that's a sign. <laughs> Here's your sign. <laughs> <laughs> if you know what sign or cosine or tangent means, here's your sign. You go to the better, the better trolley. You, you get on that. You get on that better cart 
ahead where they got foot room and stuff. And then you Not can, back here with us complainers. <laughs> and then you can figure out Kosh and Cinch, which we don't need to get into. That joke went right under our feet because we, I mean, are you trying to go over our head? Because, I mean, we're not gosh and cinch and sick nine. I mean, come on. I'm a hog's head away from a <laughs> fortnight today. How I many, I mean, dog, if I could draw a hog's head up for what you just said. <laughs> Dang, uh, go, oh, Aristophanes can figure out uh, that hypotenuse. I, I get that. I tell you what. I want to get into my notes, so let's get through these categories, guys. Gosh, watch the movie so many times. What do we got? You got to speak so much louder. You're you're coming on your volume. Things are coming in so soft. Ben, where are we at? Where are we at? Who need who needs to speak louder? BG. Meaning of life insights. Oh, that's that's real. Where we're dancing here. I don't want to go first. Go ahead. All right. I'll, I'll tackle this one first. So calling the old homeless guy dad and the owner of the place mom. Is this really like knowing that this is a 10 year experience? Is this like A take on childhood. Is your childhood really you living the same thing every day for 10 years and hopefully becoming better at the end of it? I don't think it's just childhood. I think I think it's every day. I think on some level, we kind of do live. Of course, we have variants. I mean, every day has variants, but well, on some level, we do have variants. Even his same day is totally different one day to the next. Yeah, but the the starting place is always the same. That's what changes about life. We need to talk about that starting place, by the way. Yeah, we definitely do. Not this podcast, but no, I I think I need to get into it. Nope, I definitely want to get into a lot of stuff right now. I'm so mad we're 34 minutes in. <laughs> Let's put a pinhole in it and please take a note because I want to I want to do so much. But and I really wish we did this more often because. <laughs> This pothole is so unacceptable. The <laughs> pothole is so unacceptable. The pothole pothole? All right. That's the second time that you've read in my notes. That was a pun. Not that punny, but... uh. All right. What were we talking about before that? Before I... Just go to your, oh, your meaning oh. of life. Nobody cares. We need to just go to your notes. I think we've, we've surpassed. The, we're at day two. We've run out of things to say. Boys, I've watched it seven times. I don't have a meaning in life except for the fact that, hold on, I do have a meaning in life. Um, the fact that the National Weather Bureau says this, Mrs. Lancaster says there's a, a lot of buzz. about. There's a lot of talk about a blizzard. When everybody's saying it and you're like, no one, you know, maybe just like take a step back and say, like, maybe I'm not God. Maybe, maybe I'm not. Maybe I'm not God. 
All right. The clouds is up in the film. I mean, come on. Heaven, of course. Maybe the weather. The way the weather was and so many sounds. Angels in the outfield, clouds, disguise, motif, news flash. Phil Connors is leaving Pittsburgh. Boys and girls, this is the shocker. I don't know if you know that about this, but uh Probably going to Arizona based on what he said. Uh, where would you like to be in the world? Uh, somewhere like uh, 79 in Phoenix, outside of Phoenix. And uh, then he also tells Larry, hey man, I'm uh, about to leave PBH, which is the Pittsburgh Broadcasting House. I'm not sure. Um, Phil's leaving Pittsburgh. He does not like the cold. He does not like the Northeast. He's from my estimations, based on uh, the headhunters I've contacted, he's headed to Arizona, where a weatherman can make a living. That's why he was so concerned about the phone lines. He was supposed yeah. to talk, <clears throat> he's supposed to talk to somebody about moving that that to whatever that job was. Well, that's not. I mean, according to Harold Ramos, maybe I haven't read. I haven't done any deep dives, but. He is contacting Skynet and wanting to know about the uh, weather in space. Ben, takeaways. He's leaving Pittsburgh. You know that. Here's a here's a hot. I never even, I never even took that away from this movie. I didn't even realize that. I didn't uh, know his name was Phil. Uh, um, All right, about six minutes before Jason starts yawning, so hurry up. Come on, what are we doing? I got two. I got two new note things. Didn't really fit in the category. All right. First, the first repeat day, Phil takes aspirin, uncoated aspirin, with no water. He pops them right in his mouth. How does he do that? I have no idea. That's un. That's unholy. That's not natural. That's a horrible, horrible act of violence. You have to do them. Horrible. Let's just go ahead and tell our listening audience, don't don't ever try that. I mean, like, are you kidding me? Yeah. I gotta have a I gotta have about two or three precepts to even get my palate ready. That aspirin would weld to your tongue. It would be like a permanent fixture in your mouth for the rest of your life. You would never stop feeling like ugh. Second is Larry is responsible. Larry the cameraman. I was on the same bandwagon last week. Larry hates Phil because he's so mean to him. When Phil dies and they have to go positively ID the body, Andy McDowell is all, you know, oh, he was, yes, it was Phil. And Larry's like, yeah, he was a great guy, whatever. Who gives a rip, you know? And so Larry, that tells me right there, Larry's like, I think I might have got him. I liked him. But then he Uh, woke up at six. Well, if you notice, Phil throws Larry an olive branch, go back to the band scene, and he's just like, 
Hey, listen, uh, this is going to be my scrambling day. Uh, why would he be telling me that? He's not bragging. Why brag? He's, he's saying, like, you're a decent camera guy. How about, you know, like, I'll take somebody with me that I know out there, you know, that can be my cameraman, you know? I think he's throwing that net out there, and, and Larry's immediately shooting it down. I mean, like, I don't think Chris Elliott would have done that. I think I think the tandem would have would have worked, but they're they're playing characters. Let's remember that, guys. Um, let's talk about the backup weatherman, my unsung hero, category seventeen. Um, he absolutely adores Phil. I'm like, great job, Phil. That stuff you did with the the trees. Oh gosh. And um, I wrote that again. I watched it four times this week, so. The first note I have is Phil actually hates the town. And then the second note I wrote, the second time I watched it is Phil actually hates the people. And then the third time I watched it, I wrote Phil hates the life. I guess the life in Pittsburgh. Um, and then the fourth time I watched it, this final time, I just wrote a big question mark because I'm not sure. Does Phil hate the town? Of Punxsutawney. Bo. Yeah. I'm, I'm thoroughly convinced that you are right now staring at a piece of paper that just says all work and no play makes Bo a dull boy 50 times. <laughs> Make, makes, Jack, makes Jack a very dull boy. No, no I'm, I'm sorry. I, I promise. I, I take so many notes. It's stupid. <laughs> See you sitting in a room by yourself, sweating and writing and writing and writing. No, this last time I was like, are you serious? I wrote this exact same question three different times. 4 a.m. notes. So. Oh, you've only got one page, though. You've only got one page. <laughs> does, does that say I win? <laughs> All right. Um, let's get back to uh, the way that uh, Andy McDowell acts around the green screen. It's absolutely ridiculous. It looks like she has something wrong with her during that scene, and I don't mean uh, that mean, but it just does. She can't have that job. You can't when she's talking it. through the clouds, right? Like, there's no way, there's no possible way she would be in charge of a segment for weather if she's never been around a green screen. And then when they get to when they get to the thing, she's like all business. She's like, "Shut up and do the thing." We're got it's time to roll, you know. She's like. She goes from being like a kid in a at a carnival to like Stalin. Yeah, and then on the first day, well, definitely not Stalin. I mean, let's get go ahead and I mean, don't say definitely. Well, it's definitely not Stalin. I, definitely, yes, definitely not Stalin. What have you ever met met Stalin? Yes, per, Joseph. You talking about Joseph? Joseph? Old Joe. He's got some good ideals. Let's oh. let's hear him out. No, fifty million. Fifty million dead people can be wrong. All right, so um, not my kind of fun is right when Phil says that because she's a as as you just said, Jason, she's a child mentally, yeah. right? Like, I mean, like, all right. I really you know think she looks like you know what she looks like on the green screen, Harry and the Hendersons. She looks like Harry 
when he first discovers everything in their dang house. They have the same look on their face of like not nothing going on upstairs. Like, come on, people. You are not the missing link. You are a producer of a news show. Anyone well, not in their 40s, this is a movie reference. Yeah, Harry <laughs> Anderson. This is a movie reference from a movie from a from a you remember when you remember movies, folks? <laughs> they used to not stream to your uh your Apple you, you used to not actually watch movies on a on a three by four screen. You actually used to watch them on a big, big larger screen. Alright, so um let's get to the uh The real reason for all this, right? Mr. Delbert McClinton. All right, so I'm not sure Phil could redeem himself again. Uh, really hate that they skipped the whole first evening. What? Did y'all notice that? They, I watched it four times. So did y'all notice that they skipped the whole first evening? I can't say that I did. Yeah, the first few days are focused a lot in that morning time section. What happened well, after they well, got the first day, down by the blizzard? No, the first day he's been such a jerk that that um Andy um asked Phil to go with her and Chris Elliott to a dinner and he's like, Yeah, no, I'll probably just watch uh T V with a hustler or something. I'll just probably so read a hustler. I'm gonna read I'm gonna go to my room and do some reading, uh hustler. <laughs> yeah, I mean like I really think that there's no way he could have redeemed himself there for a first day because and she immediately is like, oh, okay. Yeah, like, I don't care, really. And yeah. and leaves. Like, I don't know. It's such a bad first day. Um, if you think you're in Miami Beach, you ever think you're in Miami Beach, guys? Every day. Yeah. Every day I wake up. Only once, but I was actually in Miami Beach. Nope. Actually, if you think that, you're wrong. Because you're in Pugs, Tony. <laughs> uh, I was so mad at Phil for his talking off to Miss Langster um, that I wrote down the word espresso and underlined it because I spelled it right. I'm so pissed off. Miss Langster is a saint. He does kiss really? her directly in the mouth. He does. She deserves it. She earned it. How about Ned, how about Ned uh, whistling belly button and banging himself, guys? Yeah. Bang again. I did the I did the whistling belly button at the talent show. Bang! He's banging he's himself. Trying to bang it. He's trying to bang it into Phil's head. He's like, come on, he's, bang. No, well, bang I think he's trying to... I, I think you might want to restate that and saying he's trying to bang it into being. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Being, he sounded like uh, uh, the guy from uh, Jurassic Park. 
Jeff Goldblum. You, you, you sounded Jeff Goldblum there. That was funny. <laughs> I've achieved <laughs> my life's goal. And success. Um, the potholes totally unacceptable. Um, did the assistance at the uh, Master of Ceremonies celebration with the uh, Groundhog, did they have boats bring in winter posters to go up? Or I'm just asking. I, I, they really roll out the whole uh, winter and uh, blizzards coming and all. You know, they roll out those posters pretty quick. With the, at the, when he predicts six weeks of winter? Yeah, once, once the Groundhog foretells the future. Did you notice the one guy's sign was upside down? Did I notice it? Or did his assistant next to him notice it and kick him? I'm like, Jesus, Larry, you had one job. And then he flips it over. Yeah, he's like, oh, reading words is hard. I mean, like, they got, they got the goof troop. <laughs> you got one job, guy. You got one sign. But did they have both signs ready? I'm, I'm just wondering. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. That's they a just good go question. straight winner. I think they just go straight winner. Well, yeah, because actually, the it turns out the groundhog's not actually telling them anything, so it's not really a surprise, huh? Is yeah, it? and who who picks the groundhog? Bill Murray's brother. <laughs> Bill Murray's brother is the only one that speaks groundhogese, though. So Brian Doyle Murray. <laughs> Let's end it on a high note. I don't think we're going to top that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This has been Groundhog Day for uh, us here at My Mom Thinks You're Dumb. Please don't watch the movie. We'll watch it enough for all of you.